Well, hello, runners. Welcome to episode number 18 of the I Run Things podcast, the podcast for the everyday runner in search for that extra bit of motivation to get out there. My name is Susie, and I am your host. Today, I bring you Mark from the Running with Mark YouTube channel. Mark started running to impress girls and now runs for fun and signs up for any challenge that sounds hard enough. He's currently training for a two hour 45 marathon that he hopes to accomplish at his next race in October in Finland. For more inspiration and interviews with other running personalities like Mark, don't forget to visit our other social media platforms. The links will be in the show notes. Also, if you like the show, please share it with your friends or via social media and leave a review whatever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This helps our community grow and reach other runners who might be interested in our content as well. And before we get into the interview, I wanted to play a little snippet of our prior interview from last week with Matt Bertrand, who came back to the show to talk about his experience dealing with COVID-19. I am the only person in the world that's been interviewed twice by you on your channel. <laughs> I work with the public, so I'm out there and I'm wearing a mask every single day. It was more like a <coughs> just to clear my throat. I came back with the results and it was positive. And people not being able to read, that would have been scary. Uh, but there were a couple other people that had no symptoms. I did go back and get retested on my 10th day and I still tested positive. Uh, let's see, even after the third week, I was still, you know, something just isn't right. <laughs> If you are interested in listening to the show, you will find it in your favorite podcast platform as episode 17. And just one last thing before we jump into the interview with Mark, a friendly reminder that I will have an important announcement on our next guests for next week, right after the interview. So stay tuned for that. And without further ado, let's listen to Mark's interview. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hey, Susie. Yeah, good. Thanks. Really good to be here. I'm really happy about it. It's uh, pretty surreal. <laughs> Me too. I'm so happy that you um, were able to take the interview. And I know that you're actually at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're in your conference room at work, which is really cool. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, it, I'm, not, I'm not actually in the mountains. It's a conference room. Yeah, don't worry, right. guys. <laughs> and for the people on the podcast, um, you can either go on your YouTube channel and see the beautiful um, mural that Mark has behind him, but it's the mountains and it seems like it's probably somewhere in Central Europe. Maybe the Pyrenees? Yeah. It's like high mountains, really beautiful. It's a great place yeah. to film a video. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to introduce yourself for people who may not be familiar. I mean, you're pretty, your personality is 
amazing on YouTube and you are like a star on your own merit. But yeah. for people who may not be familiar, um, please introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks a lot for those kind words, first of all. But yeah, so my name is Mark. Uh, some of you may know me as Running With Mark or, uh, well, yeah, that's it, I guess, really. <laughs> Just Running With Mark <laughs> on all my platforms. But uh, yeah, as Susie mentioned, I've got a YouTube channel. I just enjoy running full stop. Uh, you know, if it's talking about running, doing podcasts about running, making YouTube videos about running, it's just such a fun sport. And um I think one of my main objectives when I started YouTube and well, I, I, a little bit of a backtrack quickly. I'm not a huge fan of social media, but it has a real good, powerful and useful um, thing as well that we can right. help people. We can reach out to people. Uh, we can be a leaning, uh, not a, you know, be on a shoulder to lean on for people. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing all this really in a way is to, you know, try and help someone. And I was at one point trying to find some stuff out. So I think that also leads on to, you know, a little bit about me. That's kind of the type of person that I am. I just enjoy interacting and uh, helping with people. So if you wanted to know what the YouTube channel is about, it's what I just mentioned there. But I'm sure if you're that interested, you can go and uh, check it out as well if you really want Right, right. So one of the things that, you know, when I watch your YouTube videos, when I am, I feel myself running, I'm always out of breath or not always, but I tend to, you know, like I have to stop and then yeah. like kind of catch up my breath and then I keep, can keep filming. But you are like, you go super fast. It's, you know, obviously we all have different um, yeah, yeah. abilities. But you go super fast. You see the background yeah. going so fast, and you're yeah. like nothing. Like you're just talking to the camera. <laughs> like like no, nothing's a going a, on. <laughs> there's a trick to it. If you hold it at a certain angle, it looks a lot quicker than if you're holding it from a different, from straight on. So that's one trick. But uh, now, as you say, like everybody's got their own different. Uh, we're all at different stages in life and running and everything. So um, yeah, I guess. It, 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 as as Matt Bertrand said in his video the other day, uh, comparison is a thief of joy. So right. I I think that's true. And uh, yeah, maybe I, I'm looking at other people and thinking, God, they're fast. So yeah, <laughs> right. but right. I, I I enjoy it. And there are times when I'm running uphill where I'm like <gasps> as well. So but I just don't film those parts. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm really curious to hear your running story. Like, how did you start or why did you start running? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've always been into sports. Like, I'm sports mad. So I've, I played football, lots of team sports when I was a child. I'm from England, uh, from Great Britain. And um, there's a lot of team sports, you know, rugby, cricket, football, and uh, so I grew up doing a lot of them, but at school, uh, which I guess for me is like classified when I was like 14 to 18, I was actually doing a little bit of running there and it was actually something I was quite good at. So I was part of like the school running team, but in England, it's not, well, at least the school I was at, it's not like a primary sport. So it was just kind of like a secondary kind of background sort of thing. You know, uh, you're part of this club. Yeah, well done. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I was doing it then. And like, funnily enough, the reason why I kind of like 
uh, got into started doing it more is to try and impress girls. <laughs> I don't I don't know how I don't know how like the, I didn't know what my thought process was like like oh yeah if I run it I'll impress some girls to to like. I'm sure me, you but, do. I mean, uh, <laughs> I am impressed. So, <laughs> so that that was like me and one other guy. We would go every evening and we'd go like run. I was actually looking back on it on like uh, like on Strava and obviously we weren't logging on Strava but just creating the route and it was like five kilometer route it set, it felt like it was way longer but now we're looking at it, it's like five kilometers and yeah so that was that was one of the reasons but then recently um I continued doing like endurance sports as you know I grew older and left school systems and all those things and um I always thought I wasn't a runner because I get this knee pain from 2008 and I thought, yeah, okay, I'm just not a runner. You know, that's, that's, that, that's it. And then I went to a physiotherapist and she said, look, your, your glute is like really not activated when you're running. And I did some exercises, she said, and I was like, wow. And she's like, <laughs> she's cured me. She's like touched me and cured me. And so then uh, I just like started running and then uh, I kind of like, you know, Forrest Gump in a way, I just started running and then, yeah one thing led to another right and you have done so many challenges so why what makes you want to take on those challenges because you did the 24-hour run right you were uh, running no, I did, uh, well but you did I a hundred like miles that. run in no, I did like I did an ultra. I've been doing some ultra running, like in the Pyrenees. Not these ones here, but um, <laughs> the, real ones. the po podcast people. I was pointing at the picture of the mountains, but <laughs> yeah, I uh, did like this hundred kilometer um, with six thousand meters of vertical gain, which I think is twenty thousand feet. A uh, couple, two years in a row, and lots of other stuff like that, and then recently when all this coronavirus stuff started i did like a marathon on my balcony which is like yes six, six meters long or i guess in feet 20 foot long or something like that so that was you know <laughs> yeah i just i just enjoy pushing myself i think that's it like i enjoy like we all have these limits and boundaries created within ourselves uh, that people said, you know, we can only do this or you can only run for this long or you can't do it on there. And I like to try and defy those things. And I think, you know, when, when we go one step further, we find more out about ourselves. So it's, you know, personal development as well as, you know, right. you know the, the enjoy a sport or, creating some cool, funny, weird content for people as well. You know, like that's, I'm not going to lie. That's also something part of it, but uh, just having a bit of fun and learning a little bit more about myself and trying to put a smile on people's faces. Right. So do you have any bucket items, anything that you would say, I would really like to do this? Yeah. Uh, wow. That I, I took know. you completely off guard. Yeah, like, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's loads of people. I, it, it's interesting because loads of people always have bucket list items. I think, like, you know, like, oh, I want to run the London Marathon or right. I want to, I don't know, whatever it is. And I don't really actually have any of them because everyone, everyone always says, oh, I want to do UTMB or I want to run Western right. States. 
And I'm not actually that, I'll be honest, completely honest, I'm not that interested in doing like uh, golden standard events and stuff. I'm not drawn in for that. I'm drawn in by the challenge, like as you kind of pointed out. And anything that is um, fun and enticing for me, I want to do. But bucket list wise, you know, something fun like running across a country would be cool, you know. I'm not saying in one day, obviously, but uh, it'd be cool. It'd be it'd be cool to do, it'd be cool to like run across a country or do like 24 hours of nonstop running to see what you're made of or what you can do. Um, yeah, the, those are the things that come to my mind. But uh, no, I don't. I don't per se have a bucket list of things I'm like checking off one, two, three, four, or whatever. So. But one of these is maybe at the moment, you know, like running a faster marathon, you know, right. I've never and given, I... I've, ne I've never really given so much thought or time towards it. And now I'm just kind of, you know, exploring that idea. Right. And that is an amazing, I, I really wanted to get into that because you want to run a marathon in two hours, 45 yeah. Which is a phenomenal, I mean, that's, that time is just like, choo, it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> Again, my, my ability. But what was your fastest time before that? Yeah, I've only done one road marathon otherwise. So, and that was in five hours and four minutes. Um, oh, wow. Like so that. I, then I feel so because my best marathon is four, my second marathon, four hours and 57. So, yeah, so you're, you're, you're a better marathoner than I am. So, you know, <laughs> that, that's the truth, you know. Uh, oh, wow. But when I, when I did that marathon, it was five years ago, I think. And okay. uh, it was here in Helsinki. I live in Helsinki, Finland, by the way. I forgot to mention at the beginning that everyone. And, um, I got to 30 kilometers. I didn't do any running then, you know, like training. I just thought, yeah, I can do a marathon. And then, uh, <laughs> got to 30 kilometers and like hit the wall because I didn't drink. I didn't eat, didn't do you know, any training prior. And I but I walked the rest of the 12 kilometers in and cause I really wanted to finish it. So I ended up doing it five hours and yeah, three or four minutes. So yeah, that's the only marathon, road marathon I've ever done. I've done, as I said, I do lots of ultras. So I've done like uh, trail marathons and stuff where I've actually got better times than my road marathon. But yeah, so this time, hopefully, I'm pretty sure we should get a PB. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, given your training, I think you're going to yeah. get there. Yeah. Because you're... Like, you're you're clocking good times in your like interval training that you've been doing and everything. And yeah. you seem pretty fresh. I mean, you, you know, at the end of your videos, you're saying, Oh, that was hard. Yeah. But it doesn't like, seem like you are completely like, you, yeah, know, like, you like still a, have energy in you. So. Yeah. There's like a fine balance, isn't there between right. um, pushing yourself a little bit more and knowing how much is too much. Um, and being able to recover so you can do the next session. And I, I, I was watching uh, some YouTube video. I can't, I, actually, I can't remember where it was from, but somebody said, you know, that today's session is about gaining fitness, not proving fitness. Right. And, you know, quite often we go into like a, a tempo run day or whatever it is. 
and you're like, okay, you know, I want to give it the best I can. And, you know, you've got to realize that that has a purpose and not to go over or maybe not go under whatever it is. And uh, yeah, so it's about, you know, gradually taking those steps. And I'm quite, I, I think I'm quite, that <laughs> sounds quite egotistical. And I think I'm quite sensible and uh, come at it with a good approach and not get overexcited. Uh, and I think that that helps keep me in check to sort of like realize, you know, step by step rather than like, yeah, I want it all now. Right. So when is your marathon? I know when it is, but yeah, mention me so for it's, uh, <laughs> people who it's don't know. O October the 11th. So something around like 50 days or something, is it to go or something? So uh, we've got like eight weeks or seven weeks. Um, and yeah, it's, I've been training, I think, for 12 weeks for it. And then before I was actually you know the funny way that i got into doing this uh road marathon idea was that i was injured or struggling with some hip flexor knee problems uh, after an ultra i did in october and then i realized that the speed work like doing strides and doing some 5k kind of training stuff that helped me with my neuromuscular kind of pattern and helped you know get stronger muscles and that really helped me and then I, I kind of just you know carried on from that point and then I was like hey you know like I'm doing all this training why not train for something and then I'm looking around and I thought oh, the marathon let's do it <laughs> so right. yeah so it kind of came like that in a way so how is life in Helsinki with coronavirus. Obviously we don't get a lot of news here in where yeah. I am in the United States about yeah. Finland specifically. Yeah, we're in a pretty uh, in a pretty good situation compared to right. a lot of others out there and you know my heart goes out to everyone have, having to deal with all of this stuff and you know we're in different ways but we're quite I feel like we're quite lucky here in Finland and um you know, I think it's quite a large uh, country in terms of in Europe, obviously not versus the United States, but there's only 5 million people who live here and a lot of space and everything like that. I think that plays a huge contribution, but also the government, I think, took quick actions from the beginning. Uh, I'm not political at all. I'm, not, yeah, I'm just saying that I think they dealt with it quite well and I think people have been quite responsible and, um, you know, I come to work like now and, you know, we, we are allowed to go by public transport without a mask on. Now they've now suggested that we do it because of this second wave, but I think we've been quite lucky here and I have to keep reminding myself, you know, how lucky I am to be able to continue living quite a normal life where a lot of people are having to struggle and everything, but you know, Right. So there, are there races in general? Because your marathon is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but... I think there was like when it when there was that first kind of wave of initial kickoff, like everything got cancelled for events above 50 people or something like that. And then uh, come summertime in July, everything kind of started easing and relaxing. And now, you know, some events have started 
Now, bear in mind, like Helsinki Marathon or place where I'm doing it, Vantaa Marathon, which is a city just north of Helsinki. Um, they're quite small events. They're not, you know, it's not like New York City Marathon with, is it 50,000 odd people? 50,000 50, plus. Yeah. 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 It's like uh, Vantaa Marathon will probably be like, I look, 300 people, you know, okay. or something like that. So it's, it's really not the same boat as those other ones, but you know that's a good thing so it is I guess a good that's thing. why I, I i think that's why they're also able to not you know cut off the idea of keeping it on but obviously there's always the possibility that it won't go on but you know i'm not going to let that control the what i do now right right i'm still I, sorry right no 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 I, I was just wondering would you consider doing it virtually or would you what would your plan uh, be yeah, let's say, let's say, theoret or no, not theoretically. What's the word? Uh, hypothetically. Hypothetically, thank you. Hypothetically, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I've been living in Finland, I forget my English sometimes. You know, that happens I'm, to me I'm, and my I'm, Spanish. I'm speaking, I'm speaking with non-natives, so I. Yeah, anyway, hypothetically, uh, let's say it was cancelled. What would I do? I think I would probably try and do it, you know, by myself. Uh, I'm not so driven by the fact that it's official um, via a race. I'm, I'm, ha I'm happy knowing that I did it. And that's good enough for me. I don't right, need an right. uh, official kind of stamp or whatever. But yeah, so some virtual thing would be you know, good enough. Oh, good enough. That sounds like it's not on the same level, but it, it would be uh, an option. But I would probably... You know, right. why train why train all this thing and then your event gets cancelled and you're like oh, okay well no you may as well <laughs> you know just carry on and do something have a bit of fun you know right right so i wanted to talk about your um marathon in your balcony yeah was that like mentally how did you keep yourself motivated to keep going uh, yeah, did you like, at any point did you think this is really like <laughs> i'm bored or uh, it's quite funny everybody at the office now when because everybody's been you know working from home and now few people have started working here they're like they keep going they keep walking past me and going oh you, you're going to run another balcony on a uh, marathon on your balcony like everyone <laughs> like here at the office i'm known as that kind of that crazy guy who does that but yeah um i, I like i'm being totally honest i didn't find it hard all right uh okay. i didn't find it i didn't find it mentally hard neither um i think my last ultra in october i completely at 70 kilometers so 30 kilometers to go so 20 miles to go let's say i and still mountains in the middle of the night wanted to quit and i called my i called my wife emma and said uh i i don't think i I don't think I can do this or uh, I think I, I, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm just not in the right place. And she goes, but Mike, this is why you signed up for it. Cause it's hard. And I was like, oh, she's so right. <laughs> so, so I carried on for six hours and that experience there, like, I think it's helped me grow quite a lot because now I, I know I've, already quit in my mind and everything and then i pushed through it 
So that has taught me now, like when I'm doing a balcony marathon, just carry on, just do it. You know, Mm -hmm. don't think about it. Just go, you know, yeah. Okay. You've still got six hours left to go. You've still got 5,000 lengths to go still. Just don't think about that. Just carry on. And the other thing that I think helped quite a lot is, you know, the power of, you know, social media and connections of people and, I was live streaming it as well. Like, I think there was only like one or two people, but you know, people would pop in and I go, yeah, go on Mark. And that kept me accountable. Right. And so that, that was a, a, you know, helpful hand as well. So you don't accomplish things by yourself, but it was through the, the kindness and of other people. Right. That, That you bring up a good point. Um, Mm. but your wife really knows you well because <laughs> those <laughs> yeah, were the yeah. right the right words to say yeah, at the time were. i think she was probably because she was waiting at the finish line as well so and she'd been there for like i think 12 hours so she thought i'm not waiting here for nothing mark you know, she never <laughs> said that but you know i can imagine her like really you're making me stand here all day and then now you're just like oh, i can't be bothered you know <laughs> So if you want to, like, if, if you get injured or you need to get out of, you know, like get to another, to someone, how do you do that in an ultra? Is there generally yeah, they, a number they, you they can were, call? I've never done there, an ultra. They, no, they, there, there was like in this one, there were like certain aid stations where there were dropout points. So the, the aid station I was at, I knew was like the last dropout point when you know something like that, that's also not so great for your mind. So like, I was like, okay. And I was asking them, I was like, when's the next dropout point? And they're like, oh, the finish line. I was like, oh God. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, I think they like in the pre-race planning, they tell you points where there are dropout points or that you can get like a taxi or some, you know, someone to come and pick you up or something like that. So otherwise, you know, it's, it's not like, hey, send a helicopter for me. You know, it's not the, right, right. Not, the, not, not the cool thing to do, but I'm sure there are people who, you know, have taken that route, but yeah. Right. So, so how do you, let's compare both plans. How do, are you preparing for your marathon, 245 marathon road race yeah. and an ultra? How is that different? <laughs> an, a mountain, you know, an ultra yeah, like, elevation. So for my, for, for ultras, like for well, ones I've been focusing on mountain ultras as well. So, you know, that's what you just said. It's like focusing on elevation and volume. That's what right. I sort of see it, you know. Also, I guess it depends how, what is your perf- what is your goal for that? Is it just to f- cross the finish line or is it to do it in a certain time? You know, that, or are you trying to beat your previous year? So, I guess it depends, but I, you know, I'm like trying to improve my times and improve my physical fitness. And dare I even say, you know, try and be as high up as possible. Um, But whenever I've been training for a mountain ultra, I just focus on making sure I'm running in volume, like a lot of trying to do as much kilometers or miles as I can. And, you know, typically I think when I've been doing them, it's like 140 kilometers a week. So is it 80 miles or something i think 85 yeah that's okay and like try and do as many hill repeats and i'm not doing much speed work but like now um 
with this marathon training, it's I'm I'm actually not focusing too much on volume. That actually just comes set that comes as a byproduct of me doing all this marathon training. Um, I'm doing like 100 kilometers a week. So is it 65 miles? I think 62 miles. Right? Oh, 62 yeah. miles. And um, I focus on being able to do those key sessions. That's like the key point. You know, the, I've got two key sessions and all the rest is just get ready for that next one or recover from the last one. I don't, I'm not so focused, no, especially also you've got to take into consideration. This is my first road marathon, let's say where I've took it seriously. So right. if I started doing high volume and key sessions and this, you know, another point for me is to stay injury free and enjoy it. So, you know, one step at a time next year, if we want to progress, then, you know, I know steps I can take. So. Right. Yeah. So what, what are your speed sessions? Do you do them on the uh, same days, like every week? Are you structured that way? No, I, I, I like to be very like agile and like how I'm feeling. I think it's really important to not be so linear and closed off. And, um, you know, if you're not feeling great on Tuesday, do it on Wednesday. If you're, you know, if you're, yeah, same Saturday, Sunday, chew, chew, mix it around, see how you feel. Um, and if you need the rest day, you take the rest day, you know, you can always push it back or you can, you just drop it out. You know, sometimes I, I've done, I've done that. I think three, four weeks ago, there was like one day I was, uh, I, I wasn't feeling it. And I thought that it would probably actually do worse if I would go out and get it done than to, you know, take another rest day or just do an easy 10k or something so yeah being listening to your body and listening to how you feel i think is super important and not being so linear and structured like you know there's seven days in a week um like before i started this training uh i did i was doing my own thing where i was doing three days on one day off three days on one day off so some weeks you're going to have more mileage, some weeks you're going to have less. And right. that might seem to some people like, oh, you know, but I want to do constantly whatever it is, amount of kilometers. But you, if you, that's because we're thinking in a seven day week and we're so closed off to the fact that it's only seven days in a week. That doesn't take into account how you feel or, you know, that if you're going to do three sessions or whatever it is, but uh, yeah, so I think that that really helps me as well to sort of you know not be so closed off on that aspect. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I um I think it's Sage Kennedy. I don't know if you follow. He has yeah. a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, but he's, he's a lead. Yeah. He was for. I've been following him forever for since I started running. Yeah. Really. Okay. Um, and he had he went for for. I don't know if he's still doing it, but he would go on, on a two week training instead of a week, seven days, he would do 14 days. Okay. So he would only do like a one high, high mileage day on a Sunday. Yeah. And then the next Sunday he would not run that he would do. So he would yeah. only have like one big 20 miler or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's a pretty yeah, I mean, accomplished guy. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard like things like that where people training in 10 day, 10 day blocks 10 day weeks right. or whatever you want to call it 
and you I guess it depends what you're doing right and it depends what you're training or are you actually even training or you're just running to run or just to complete as I said so right yeah. right so in terms of um, shoes yeah. Do you, are you like, I know you, were you using the Ali Zero Pro? Yeah. I, okay, cool. I, bought, cool. I bought them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you like them? Yeah. I, like, I don't love them. Okay. <laughs> I put it like that, but I, I, I do like them. Um, I, I like, I, I've been asked this question a few times recently. What shoes am I going to wear for the marathon? And like, I'm still trying to figure out that myself, but, uh, you know, it's hard to sort of think when you've got a carbon plated shoe and a shoe that is maybe designed for like something where you to do a PB to not pick that. But, <clears throat> sorry, you've got to do, you've got to pick something that's most comfortable for you as well. And I am comfortable in it. I I got actually Adios fives. I got Boston nines and SL twenties. So I got like four different pairs of Adidas shoes, all in the same size, and I really enjoy running in them. But uh, I, I I just haven't made that decision what I'll run in the marathon. But the sorry, I'm going a bit off topic here. But yeah, the S, the Adidas Pros they're a nice shoe. They're comfortable. They're nice. Uh, they look cool as well. <laughs> but who, who's not going to lie? You know, cool shoes they make you run faster, right? And, um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying trying different shoes as well. I think that's like, I've, I, before, like maybe two years ago, I was quite closed off and I was like, I'm a Hoka guy, you know, I'm Hoka. I only run in Hoka. And recently, I think over this last year, I kind of realized, you know, that's a bit narrow minded of myself to just run in one shoe and one brand. And maybe that's part of like my downfall or my, you know, getting an issue um and it helps me running in adidas shoes uh, it sounds like a bold statement to improve my running form so and i that was the adidas 5 which is quite a low drop you're quite close to the ground and you know compared like the complete different from like hoka clifton 6 or 5 high stack height cushion you can't feel it it's got a meta rocker which guides you to the front of your forefoot Whereas, you know, Adios is like, you, you land in the wrong part, you feel it. And nice. I like to say that you, the shoe doesn't control you. But in the Hoka Rincons, the sh you know, the, the shoe can control your stride. Whereas with the Adios 5s, I feel like I'm in control of my running. I feel where I'm landing. Yeah, it's harsh if you're landing in the wrong place or... Uh, if you're going to run a marathon in them in wrong form, but it helps me improve my form and that, that I would credit towards them shoes. That's why I like the Adidas kind of range actually. Right. I am a huge fan of Adidas. Um, I discovered them recently, but I don't know. I'm really liking running in them. Yeah, it's, it's, think... They're not super popular here in the United States. Like everybody mm -hmm. does uh, Brooks, Asics, Hoka, yeah. you know, those are like very popular. Um, even New Balance. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same here pretty much, you know, like not many people are running in Adidas shoes neither. I don't know what, what happened to, to, to them, but you know, like Nike, really huge. Nike, yeah, that's say, another, yeah. Asics and all that, but 
I think variety is the spice of life in a way. And I think that's <clears throat> keeps your feet happy and healthy, you know, running some ultra shoes, running zero drop, running high stack, running high cushion, whatever, low cushion, whatever, you know, just have a little bit of variety, but you know, caveat to that, you know, if you have something that really works for you and you know, it works for you, then yeah, do it. Right. Everyone's different. Yeah. My favorite Adidas shoes are the, um, Oh God, you mentioned them. So I have the Boston and I have the yeah. Adios. I like the Boston more than the <clears> Adios. Yeah. I just bought them recently and I'm really enjoying them. So but it's like I, running in your own. It's like, you mean, it's like, it's like your own foot. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It yeah. so light and like, they make you yeah, happy. Yeah. Right. yeah. Is there's happy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that too. But some some shoes um, are not. Uh, you're running them, and you notice you're wearing those shoes. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. think with with yeah, the okay. with the Boston, it's a little bit like you're. I don't know. It's like uh, it's a different feeling. Every shoe is different, and we're all different too. So yeah. what works? If you know, for me, you know. I think if you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes also you change your form a little bit which i know when i started running i you know my form was different to what it is today yeah, so sure. what i was using then is you know was comfortable then it's not would not be yeah comfortable right now yeah 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 so after this challenge this 245 marathon yeah have you thought about what you want to do next or not mm, really no no not really i'm quite just focused on this moment right now and uh <clears throat> enjoy making sure i enjoy this process and uh grow as a person and try to achieve what i set out to what i put out on paper and everything and we'll see what it leads to next you know, i'm actually really keen to i wanted to at the beginning like do a faster 5k and then uh I kind of like got caught up on this marathon thing and then kind of felt quite um, bad that I never gave any time towards doing a faster 5k. So, you know, doing a faster 5k would be something that I'd like to do. And I, a bold statement, like my personal best from 5k now is like 17.03 or something. But uh, I would like to think that with some training, I could go just under 16. But you know, that that that's me saying it without even you know trying. I know it's super hard, but you've got to have big goals and aspirations. Otherwise, you know, and you've got to be not scared to put them out there. You know, I'm right. I'm I'm ha I'm happy to say whatever on YouTube or to anyone, and I don't mind if I change my mind or if I don't achieve what I set out to what I said. You know, I think so many people will not do that and limit themselves and may lose out on experiences and you know just go out and try and have some wacky dreams and everything like that <laughs> right right i love your attitude and it's really interesting that when i am doing these interviews people that yeah. seem to be driven have that mindset like i'm not afraid okay. of putting my my dream out there and telling people yeah. and if i fail i fail but i'm trying yeah. you know I'm, I'm doing my best yeah, I'm, right. I'm like working towards 
accomplishing yeah. that. So, yeah. as I so said, not, like, it may be in, may, maybe in the beginning it helps you keep yourself accountable. I don't know. I don't think that's the main reason for me because I don't, I keep myself like in check and in myself, I don't need external motivation or whatever, but uh, maybe that is one of the reasons, but also I think, um, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. There's a lot of people out there who are not afraid to say, you know, I think Sage Canada, as you mentioned earlier, I think a year ago or something, he said, I'm going to go after the 24 hour track record or something like that. And he didn't end up doing it for X reason. I think he maybe got an injury or started training for a mountain ultra, but you know, he wasn't scared to say it and try and start training for it and then realize, Hey, you know, maybe I don't want this or this, something else came up. So, and right. look at him. He, he, he's achieved some pretty awesome stuff. So, Oh, he's, yeah, he's pretty accomplished. He also did um, Boston the year that he rained so much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and he actually did, um, he didn't finish. Okay. So, yeah, I remember he did um, a video about it after yeah. the fact, and he said, you know, I wanted to do this, but I couldn't, so. Yeah. I mean, it would, you, yeah. When, you, when you're asking about bucket list, I was just thinking then, it would be cool to go and do like one of these, um, what, the, what are they called, you know, like Boston or London or New York or Tokyo. It'd be cool to go and do one of the big marathons just because I, I, I used to work as a sports photographer and uh, I used to go around taking photos at like marathons around like in, I've been to Chicago taking marathon photos at the marathon there and the atmosphere and the, at them is just like oh you get a buzz off of it right. and like I, I can't imagine being a runner and having like for 26 miles, like a wall of people. Of like, people. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So that, that would, that would be like a pretty, you know, bucket list kind of thing to do. Go and do like, cause Vantar marathon, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be my wife on it. Cause it's a lapped <laughs> course. I actually probably won't even be clapping because she, I, I've asked her to like film some vid, uh, clips for videos. So she, she'd be like, go on Mark. That's too funny. Yeah, New York City. Um, I, I'm hope, hopefully I can do it next year because I sign up for a program they have. Um, okay. That's the nine plus one, so I have it. So, but now with the cancellation, I had my yeah. spot, my bid for next year, but now because they canceled this one, they're pushing a lot yeah. of people from 2020 to 2021. So they might push me on my bid for 2021 to 2022. So, oh, okay. So I have the entry for one of the next four years right now so but hopefully i can run it next because yeah. i'm not getting younger yeah. and you have to also think about how many more miles marathons i have on my legs you know yeah but Something i guess that. it's uh, i think that's one like i i foresee myself running till i'm like 80 honestly i, I honestly do i really would that. love to yeah be able but, to uh i think i think like the one of the things like now of focusing on the speed for me is like i realize hey you know when i'm at certain age maybe you're probably not going to be able to do such an intense thing so i was like hey now's kind of now's kind of like the moment to really like embrace and seize that moment so that's one of the reasons also right. why now i agree i yeah. love i love chatting with you mark it's, yeah, it's, 
been real fun. Like, uh, I, I mean, I'd have plenty of questions for you, but it's your podcast and your thing. So we'll have to do something <laughs> some other day where I've got, lo- I can ask you some questions or something. So do you want to but, do it now? Um, we can yeah, do it now if you want to. Yeah. Like, cause I, I, unfortunately I haven't had, we only really connected quite recently and, um, I haven't had so much of a chance to kind of, you know, catch up with your thousands of YouTube videos and <laughs> your, 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 you know, like way of being and what your goals and aspirations are and everything. So like, what, 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 why do you, why do you run and what goals do you have in running? That's, that's something I kind of wanted to know about you. So I run because it makes me happy. I think you and I are very similar in that I didn't have a health goal. I didn't have to wait to lose any weight. I just, I had a dare with my brother. I wanted to support okay. him because he was going to run a 10K yeah. back in Spain. Um, yeah. So I ran it with him. He left me like he passed, you know, he finished the 10K 12 minutes ahead of me. So, okay. um, but then through that process, I discovered I really liked running just for the sake of running so then i signed up for a half marathon and i just continued it just makes me very happy but my goal my i really want to qualify for boston because you can run boston what is is the qualifying for For me yeah it's three hours 55 for me for my age group and being a woman so my best marathon time is four hours and 57 so yeah. I have a long way to go, but I keep yeah. saying, you know, when I turn, when I change my age group, then it goes up to four hours. So maybe I will sneak in. Yeah. It gets harder every year, you know, cause you get, you know, you can't run yeah. as fast. So, but that's really is my dream to run, to qualify for Boston and, and run yeah. Boston. So what gets you out of the door when it's raining and you can't be bothered and you go for your run? What, what is it that makes you get out of the door? What, 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 do you, what usually is like the stimulus? Oh, the, the, the knowing that that moment is just for me. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm home, I'm going to get, my son is going to request something. My husband's going to ask for something. I don't know, yeah. I may get a work call or I may feel the need to answer work emails, but when I'm out running, it's just like, okay, I'm not checking media, social media. I'm not checking my emails. I'm just, this is just my That's moment. for you, yeah. This is for me. And again, yeah. I just start running and the first mile is the hardest one. And then after that, you're like, and then you know yeah. that at the end of that, you're going to feel so amazing. Don't you feel yeah. that way? Even when you do like a yeah, hard... Yeah. I did one kilometer intervals this morning. Yeah. After those, I was like, oh, wow. I wish I could have done like two or three more. Like that's, <laughs> it's that feeling of like, I don't know, you're tired and sweaty and yeah. I I, 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 I like to think of it like, I, I like, was it like a masochistic kind of thing? I like the pain I put onto myself in a way. It sounds like really like weird, but I enjoy that moment and that's what that's one thing that always gets me through like those last reps or those when when i'm when i'm hurting or when i want to quit or whatever i'm like you know this is what you want to do like what what emma said to me this is what you want to do and also you've worked so hard to get three quarters of the way through why quit now 
right. you know, as soon as you get home that you're like, Oh, I wish I would have done those two or three, or I wanted to do more. And you've worked so hard to get to that one point. Why break down now? And like, we have, like we have it on every single run. I think not every single run, sorry, but on quite a lot of runs, it can be an easy run. There's some part in it that's hard and you're like, Oh, you know, oh, my legs are hurting or I'm thirsty or, you know, whatever. But you know, you just, get past that a little bit and you'll be it's uh, hard to explain but i think but i think it's like an enjoyable kind of pain and embrace it in a way yeah it's really interesting how it doesn't hurt less yeah. you just you know you learn to push like that's yeah, yeah. that's really it like sometimes when i started running i could not run if i was like thirsty i would be like oh my god i have to go back home i'm so thirsty now, if I'm thirsty, I'm th- <laughs> See what I, mean? yeah, yeah. I just keep going. It's like, I'm not going to die. It's not going to kill me. So, I mean, obviously yeah. there's, you could be extremely dehydrated, but you know, if you're yeah. going around in your neighborhood, it's not going to be the case. So what made you, what made you start doing YouTube? Was it about running from the beginning? Cause I haven't, I haven't looked yes. from what the yeah. beginning of YouTube was. Um, how, how, it, long, how long have you been doing it? Like a year and a half. I started, okay. Um, I wasn't putting as much content at first, but then I got serious about it like a year and a half ago. Okay. And you, it's just, is, there, just is, it, is, is it just running? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have a few videos there from like um, travel videos, um, yeah. but I always feed in there at my running. Like I'm running and then it's like the rest of the day that we're doing something as a family. Yeah, yeah. But now it's it really what drives me is running and just sharing, mm. you know, sharing with people and really connecting people together. Like it really makes me happy yeah. when someone comments on the videos and then I can, I see them coming back. It's like, okay, now they're yeah. part of the, you know, they like really building mm, that community, yeah. you know, and knowing that people sometimes they discover other people through my videos. Yeah. Like they say, Oh, I didn't know that you were subscribed to this other channel too. Like, <laughs> or I'm going to go check them out. Oh, yeah. yeah. That makes me happy. I tell you what I like is like, sometimes you can film something uh, and you can think, Oh, that was, that was rubbish. Oh, that's worthless. No one wants to see that. No one wants to know that. I won't, I won't upload it. I can't be bothered. I mean, I'm like, yeah, just do it, Mark. You, you, you went for the effort. You filmed it. Just put it up, but it'll ruin my kind of like the look. It'll ruin, you know, like people unsubscribe because it was rubbish or whatever. You put it up and there's someone who comments, oh, that was really useful. And that makes it like worth everything. You know, you can, if you can just, you know, or they just say, thanks. I enjoyed watching it. It doesn't even have to be something useful. That is just like, that's it. You know, that's why I do this as well. And I'm sure it's like you and most people It's, you know, you want to help and you also want to bring value and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great thing that I think you're doing as well. I, as I said, I had a quick look, Uh, unfortunately, as I said, I haven't checked out too much, but I remember Dan, Dan runs. He also shared with me like one of your most popular videos. I think it was like how to clean your running shoes or something like that. And like, Who's yeah, it might, see, it, it might, it might seem like the most kind of like, I don't, I'm going to clean my shoes. People are going to watch me cleaning shoes. 
but <laughs> it's probably that like was, helpful because i was i was doing um so when i started i got you know i started and i was uploading here and there and then i got very serious so i did um October. so i was putting up content every day in october okay um, and that was when I told my husband, I'm just going to clean my shoes because they were dirty and I'm going to film myself cleaning the shoes. <laughs> and my husband, I remember he said, who's going to go on YouTube to see <laughs> chick cleaning her shoes? Like, I don't know. I, you know, and I just uploaded. It's like a six minute thing. It has a yeah. hundred, I think it has 135,000 yeah. views. There you go. Like I hit, you know how you have to, to be monetized on YouTube, you have to hit 4,000 yeah. hours. I hit 4,000 hours within like six <laughs> months of YouTube just because of that. <laughs> so it was really, which I'm not monetized because I don't have a thousand subscribers. So people yeah. go subscribe, <laughs> hit yeah. that subscribe button. Please do. Um, yeah, but, um, but yeah, you never know what, what's gonna, you know, the algorithm has to like it. You put the keywords yeah. there and sometimes you never know what's gonna yeah and i think that's yeah, like a, i think like that's a key thing i think for running for this for anything quite a lot of things in life but our mind stops us before you know anything else does and i did i did a harder run on tuesday and i was gonna quit i was gonna stop but i continued you know it's the mind that stops you before anything else so you want to become an astronaut yeah cliche or whatever you know you want to do something you just you've got to believe in yourself or try or ask or do and like uh, that's what i love about people like you myself dan any matt anyone any seth sage sharing and uh trying to just help and improve and i'm happy i'm so happy and proud to be full around and surrounded with a community of people like that also the people watching and you know also sharing their information to me and us as well it's not just a one-way street right so i think this is a perfect sentiment yeah, yeah. to end our interview this was awesome yeah. and i am sure i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna see you around i'm sure I am a fan. I've been, been yeah. binge watching your videos for the last three or four days. So if yeah. you see that your views yeah. spike, that's me. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, Other you'll people see, too, you'll but. See, yeah, you'll see, you'll see comments dropping in from me of making funny remarks on your videos now. So don't, oh, don't worry thank you. about Thank you yeah, so much, real, Mark. It's a real pleasure, Susie. Thanks for having me and hope everybody has enjoyed listening to this if you've made it this far you're a true uh i run things <laughs> you're, fan, so. yeah you're a champ <laughs> yeah. i'll put all your links below so people can yeah. know where, where to find you cool thanks so much mark yeah cheers Susie. cheers bye-bye Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Mark from the YouTube channel Running With Mark. The links to all his social media platforms, as always, will be in the show notes. So please go show him some love. And I wanted to talk to you guys about next week. Next week, we have a double episode. We will have two amazing guests on the podcast. On episode number 19, we will have Amanda Brooks who will be talking to us about her book, Run to the Finish. 
And on episode 20, we will chat with a visually impaired runner who will share with us how she managed to run five New York City marathons and even an ultra marathon with the support of Achilles International. So I hope you follow the podcast on any of the multiple platforms where we are listed so you don't miss out. Please don't forget to visit the Iron Things community on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please come back to listen to more episodes. As always, run fearless, you guys. <laughs>